Welcome to another episode of Midweek Meditation on the FPO Podcast, a weekly devotional podcast from First Presbyterian Church of Obelika. Each week, we take a look at one of the passages from the FPO Bible Reading Plan and have a devotional conversation about what God is teaching us in it and how to apply it in our lives. For more information on how to join us as we engage the Bible together, please visit firstpresopelika.org. Hey there, FPO family. Welcome again to this week's episode of our Midweek Meditation. Today, we are going to be looking at uh, portions of Acts chapter 20 and Acts chapter 21. If you've been following along with us in the FPO Bible Reading Plan, you know uh, that for most of the last week and for the week ahead, we're really looking at the life of Paul as he continues to go around preaching the gospel. If you've been reading with us, you'll notice that we've really kind of gotten into what is a kind of a narrative, biographical look at Paul's life as he goes to Jerusalem and then ultimately is led to Rome where uh, years from now he will uh, ultimately die, being faithful to the Lord, uh, preaching the gospel of the kingdom. But what we want to do today is we want to look at uh, some verses in Acts 20, Acts 21 that really give us an insight into Paul's heart uh, for the Lord Jesus, Paul's heart for following the Lord Jesus, kind of whatever the cost, uh, and really just what undergirds the conviction that we see uh, in the life of Paul during this, this span of time that Acts lays out for us. And so I'm going to read a couple of verses for us from Acts chapter 20 to get us going, and then James and I will dive in. This is the section that begins in verse 17 of Acts 20, where Paul is speaking with the elders of the church in Ephesus. And in a sense, he's saying his goodbye to them, knowing that, as he says, he will never see them again. Um He was very well known to the church of Ephesus. He helped plant it. These are dear brothers and sisters to him. And so we kind of, we get into the middle of this conversation that he is having with the elders. I'm going to start in verse 18. And when they, the elders, came to him, he said to them, You yourselves know how I lived among you the whole time, from the first day that I set foot in Asia, serving the Lord with all humility and with tears and with trials that happened to me through the plots of the Jews. How I did not shrink from declaring to you anything that was profitable and teaching you in public and from house to house, testifying both to Jews and to Greeks of repentance toward God and of faith in our Lord Jesus Christ. And now, behold, I am going to Jerusalem, constrained by the Spirit, not knowing what will happen to me there, except that the Holy Spirit testifies to me in every city that imprisonment and afflictions await me. But I do not account my life of any value nor as precious to myself, if only I may finish my course in the ministry that I receive from the Lord Jesus to testify to the gospel of the grace of God. Wow. Uh, I mean, just on the face of it, James, mm-hmm. um, you've got Paul basically saying, hey, I have I have been faithful to do my ministry among you, and now I'm constrained by the Spirit to go to Jerusalem. And the only thing that I know for certain 
is that afflictions and imprisonment await me. Mm -hmm. And he gives us that beautiful picture of, but my life ultimately is only valuable to the extent that I use it to fulfill the mission that God has given me. As you've read through and thought through and prayed through this passage this week, what are some of the things that you've been thinking? I think this line that we've ended on here in the middle of Paul's speech to the Ephesians, uh, it's very powerful, and I think it has a lot of ability to really stop us in our tracks as we think about our lives, as we think about the way in which we are called to live for the Lord. I, I think there's something about being aware of our end and knowing that life is not going to be forever that allows us to be freed up in the right now for the Lord, mm. um, right? Like we could look at all of the things in our culture that are, you know, YOLO or, you know, you're going to die, so go live it up or any of those phrases that are saying like, yeah, like you will not live forever and so live your best life now or something like that. But what we see throughout the Bible is, hey, you're not going to live forever and so spend your life faithfully serving the Lord Jesus Christ. Mm. The most meaning and the most purpose you will have is not going and doing what you want to do and living it up to your standards, but instead serving dutifully and faithfully and always seeking to glorify God in everything you do. And so as Paul is very aware of the fact that suffering and imprisonment, and I think he can put two and two together and say, at some point, his death is going to come from going to Jerusalem, where the Jews who have been trying to catch him this whole time are all stationed out. He is aware that his life isn't going to be forever, and so the most meaningful thing he can do is serve the Lord and proclaim him and testify about what Jesus has done. And uh, it, we even look in Acts 21, he's got this theme continuing on as once he actually gets to Jerusalem, and he's talking with the Christians in Jerusalem, they also say, hey, why are you here? We want you to survive. We want you to continue teaching. And he just says, I'm ready not only to be imprisoned, but even to die in Jerusalem for the name of the Lord Jesus. Mm. And since he would not be persuaded to leave, the Christian brothers there ceased, and they just said, okay. Let the will of the Lord be done. Mm. A willingness to trust in God's will rather than our own. It's its powerful and, and really convicting, at least for me. Yeah. Um, we don't all know exactly what lays ahead for each of us in our lives. But Jesus has made it pretty clear that if the world hated him, it's going to hate us. Mm. Um, we could spend the rest of our time this morning quoting scripture about how, you know, through many trials and tribulations, one will enter the kingdom of God. So this isn't just Paul generally saying, hey, I know, I know that my life's going to be hard. Uh, Paul's got some special insight. Mm -hmm. I mean, even when he gets converted, this story in Acts chapter 9, when Ananias goes to him to touch his eyes to open his eyes, uh, Jesus tells Ananias, um, I'm going to show Paul how much he's got to suffer for my name. So yeah. Paul uniquely is going to live a life of extreme affliction. And we get the sense that he's been made aware of that. Mm -hmm. um, and that's what's so 
amazing about this is that he's he's undeterred. He's got such conviction to be faithful to the Lord, whatever it takes. And so if, you know, uh, I, I love people want to know what God's will is for their lives. What's going to happen? Mm-hmm. <laughs> The tough part is, I think if the Lord told us, we'd be like, but I don't really want all that, <laughs> you know. But Paul gets all that, and yet he's like, you know what, I'm ready not only to live in Jerusalem and be in prison, but to die if that's what it takes. Yeah, The conviction and the resolve that he has, as you've said, is, is challenging and yet encouraging uh, to be faithful to what the Holy Spirit has made known to us. And one of the things we were talking about a little while ago before we started recording was uh, how much of Paul's story is kind of being carried along and undergirded by uh, what the Holy Spirit, what the Lord Jesus has said to him. Yeah, and That's been one of the striking things about uh, these chapters for me is how the Lord consistently speaks to Paul either to say, this is how it's going to go, so don't be surprised, or, hey, don't worry. (laughs) I've Mm -hmm. got you because this is hard, and I want to remind you that um, I've got plans for you. Mm -hmm. You know, so... Um, you mentioned one of the episodes where Paul's, you know, praying in the temple and Jesus speaks to him and is like, hey, get out. They're trying to kill you. And so he leaves. Uh, another time, you know, we get the vision that he has of the man in Macedonia calling him to yeah. go over there. Um, we're told a few chapters before this uh, that a at one night, Paul's been facing affliction and persecution. And, you know, an angel is sent to tell him, don't be afraid to keep speaking. I've got people in this city that are mine. Mm-hmm. You know, we're going to read about in, uh, you know, or we read about uh, yesterday that even as Paul's been arrested, uh, the Lord stood by him and said, take courage for you. As you have testified to the facts about me in Jerusalem, so you must testify also in Rome. And so how Paul's life is just being undergirded and carried along by the word of the Lord, in a sense. And so as we think about taking that and applying that to our lives, James, what are some of the ways that the application is for us? Mm -hmm. Um, uh, not to answer for you, but it's probably not one to one. Yeah, we may was, get a vision. Right. The Lord may speak to us as we're praying in the sanctuary. He can do those things. Uh, Paul's getting a probably a unique experience for us. What's what's the application for us as we think about our lives being rooted in and grounded by and informed with and carried on yeah. by God's word? Yeah, I was gonna say it. It was probably really awesome to be an apostle, Uh, really (laughs) awesome to have, uh, you know, especially for Paul. He was an apostle, so he had seen the Lord. He had met the Lord. But all of that happened after Christ's death and resurrection and ascension. And so he, in one sense, his understanding of who Jesus was and his personal understanding and, and vision and revelation of Christ was the ascended Christ. And so... He had these really wonderful, personal, special visions from the Lord. But I think it still 100% applies to us as we, I think we've talked about this plenty of times on this podcast, 
we have God's word in front of us. Mm. We're sitting here and we're talking about it. And these words that we're reading from are uh, God's words. They got, that God inspired Luke as he was writing this in Luke's personality and insight to make sure everything in here was true and was important. And this is what we need. Mm. That as we are saying, Lord, would you speak to me? We can then turn and we can read God's word here in the Bible and know that we are actually reading God's words to us. Mm. I mean, it's an incredible, unbelievable blessing. Yeah, And as, as we are seeking to be rooting and grounding our lives in, uh, in God's word and in God's promises, this is where we turn to. Yeah. Yeah. It, you know, it always fascinates me. I'm sure if you did a poll of uh, Christian people, uh, probably the most common question that's asked is, what's God's will mm-hmm. for my life? And I know what people mean when they say that. We want God to give us all the specifics. And as we joked earlier, we, we actually probably don't. But I think that question comes from a, a place of just kind of really misunderstanding the fact that, like, we know God's will. Mm-hmm. He has not hidden himself. He has made himself known, and not just generally. Like, if we really took the Bible seriously— for what it claims to be and what it is, God's Word. Like, we open the Bible, this Bible in my hands, which these people cannot see. Like, we enter into conversation with the living God. The God who made heaven and earth literally steps into the room and opens his mouth and speaks. Mm-hmm. So we ask, like, what does God want from me? What's God's will? It's like, well, he He told us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And in his providence, he put together this book to say, this is everything you need to know. Now, it may not be everything you want to know, but it's everything you need to know, not only for salvation, but to live well. So in a sense, as Paul says in Acts 20, I'm going to Jerusalem constrained by the Spirit, not knowing what will happen to me there, except that the Holy Spirit testifies to me. Like we can say with the same conviction, I don't know all the details, Mm-hmm. But I do know that the Holy Spirit, via the Word of God that we have, yeah. has testified to me that this is who God is, that this is what He wants from me, and that in a not just general sense, I've got a I've got a sense of how life is going to go for me. Yeah, the Lord has made it perfectly clear. Um, with that kind of conviction, therefore, all of us can live knowing, hey, life's probably not going to be easy for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we've got God's word, we've got God's promises that will carry us along. And so again, this is our shameful plug every single week. (laughs) Read your Bibles, not just because it's what you're supposed to do. I I think that's true, though. You are supposed to, but because uh, it's the only way we're going to know what we need to know uh, in order to live well in this life. And so we pray and hope that wherever you are today, uh, you are encouraged in your pursuit of the Lord in his word. And we pray that God would grow your hunger to know him and therefore to serve him without fear and with conviction. We love you guys. We hope you have a great rest of the week. We look forward to being together next time.